Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Turfcast podcast pregame show with me, Joe Redman. So it's Spurs this week at the Turf, Wednesday, 7.30. It's probably going to be a cold one, but just looking out the window now, the storms seem to have subsided. But hopefully, Storm Vault will rip through the Turf on Wednesday. See what I did there, as just like he did at the Amex on Saturday against Brighton. A very impressive 3-0 win away at Brighton this weekend for the Clarets. And that means we can take some positive attitude and some momentum and some confidence into the game against Spurs on Wednesday. Unfortunately for us, Spurs had a very impressive win themselves against Manchester City with Harry Kane scoring two goals. And Harry Kane loves a goal at the turf, so we're going to have to be on song to keep him out, or the defence is going to be on song to keep him out. But Valvegos has got his first goal for Burnley. He said he's loving life at the turf. You know, he's looked fantastic. He's completely changed the whole dynamic of the way we play, coming deep into the middle of the uh, into the midfield, getting the ball at his feet and bringing other players into the game, bringing like the likes of Lennon and Dwight and even the, the central midfielders and getting even the fullbacks, just getting them to overlap so he can bring other players in the game. And it's completely changed the way we play. We look better going forward all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, the midfield isn't getting completely bypassed because we are now getting the ball to them, thanks to, 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 to Valt coming deeper and getting the ball. So we look like a completely different side, or we did against Brighton anyway. And, you know, we've played well recently. Ever since the Arsenal game, Watford was a bit of a blip, but ever since the Arsenal game, we've played really well. So, fingers crossed we can take that into this game. And Spurs at home, it's always tight. It really is always tight. So, fingers crossed we can come on the, on a positive side of that. I'm going for 1-1, though. Let me know what you think in the comments below. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe. And if you've already subscribed... Can you please just hit a like on this button? It really does help the YouTube algorithm. It gets makes more people see it. So let's get to, I don't know, 35 likes on this video, please. Because, you know, I'm having four or 500 people watch the videos now, but we're only getting like 30 uh, likes, something like that. So if everybody could just press like, we can, you know, 
35 is the target. Let's try and get to 35. But if, if you're going to like it and it's already got 35, please still like it because it helps the YouTube al algorithm. But anyway, as usual on the pre-game show, I speak to a fan of the opposition. And this week it is Ricky, and he is from the Last Word on Spurs podcast. And just like that, joining me from the last word on Spurs is Ricky. Now, you might recognise him. He was here before, early in the season, but of course, the game got called off. How you doing, mate? Not bad, mate. Thanks yourself. Yeah, good you. I've just asked yeah, you that question. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk to you about Spurs then, because outside looking in, it's been a strange old season for you boys. A lot of inconsistencies, but then and some amazing flashes in the pan, Man City being one of the obvious ones. You know, you were class against Man City at the weekend, winning 3-2 in the 95th minute, was it? Yeah. Um, but then I'm looking at that and thinking, well, there'll be shit next week against us. Because that's the way I look at you, boys. Like, you're just so inconsistent. Is that is that a fair comment? or? Yeah, no, mate, I think that's, that's very fair. I think uh, Spurs this season have just been up and down, up and down. That's hence the, the position of the table. I think when you look at Spurs generally, um, we've got a core good eleven. But squad-wise, the yeah. depth just isn't there. And um, listen, I think we can all say, since Conte's come in, definitely seen like an upturn in terms of performances, results. Obviously, starting unbeaten in nine in the Premier League. And I think there was that genuine belief that Spurs could go and finish potentially in a Champions League spot, which, to be fair, before he came through the door, looked very, very unlikely under Nuno Blessing. Um, he just looked out of his depth, as we touched yeah. upon before in the last, last period yeah. that we had. But, um, I mean, listen, Conte, is a world-class manager. I think that's why you're seeing results like that one against Man City. It's a lockdown to Conte. I know personally the players love him playing for him, really buying into him. And, again, Spurs are in this position where they've got games in hand. If they can go on another run, like they did when he first get arrived and had nine unbeaten in the Premier League, there's no reason why Spurs can't achieve a top-four finish. But, um, again, United coming into a bit of form now. Arsenal still winning, frustratingly, of course, being a Spurs <laughs> fan. And um, I mean, Wolves doing ever so well, really pressing for a top yeah, four spot. So Wolves, it's have, Wolves have been a surprise package, haven't they? It's uh, been, they're, they're really playing good. really, really well. Obviously, mm. I'll just touch on Wolves actually because your last three results are beating Man City, as we just mentioned. Before that, you lost at home to Wolves, which to me at the time looked damning. I was like, well, they're not going to make top four if they're losing to other, yeah. you know, surprise top four packages at home. Mm. Um, and then, of course, uh, it was uh, the. Southampton defeat at home uh, and then a yeah. Chelsea defeat uh, after uh, an FA Cup win. So what, what was different in this Man City game then? Because you're saying Conte, sort of like, yeah, that's why you're seeing their performances, but you, you've not seen them performances probably as much as you would have liked, but it, got, it is showing that he probably is starting to work his magic on the team. But what were different in terms of that performance? Were they just more clinical? I think when you're playing the potential champions to be, uh, every single player raises their game. And I think yeah. it's one of those where I think we all know as footballers, um, everybody wants to play well at the high profile games and Spurs, Man City, away at the Etihad. You know, everybody's playing for their reputation. Everybody wants to impress. And I just think it's a case that, you know, the players seem to galvanise themselves for this game. And it's just, as you just said there, the frustration is where was that performance against Southampton and Wolves? Mm. You know, two arguably Spurs have won both those games right now. Uh, Spurs will be sitting comfortably in the top four with three games in hand. But unfortunately, we find ourselves in a situation at the moment where, um, yeah, again, we're kind of chasing the points down. And at the moment, top four is still in Spurs' hands, remarkably, even though we feel like we've not really been in the top four much this season. But, yeah, it's down to the players. I mean, we've got the quality there. As you've seen, Harry Kane was almost a man possessed. It was just unbelievable, Harry Kane. Uh, just probably one of the best performances I've actually ever seen from in a Spurs really? shirt. I know it's a big thing to say, yeah, I just think Kane was almost out to prove a point. I mean, I think as well documented in the, in the summer that, of course, City 
from what we understand, the only bid that came in, I say only bid, still quite a sizable amount of money, 75 million that came in yeah. for him. Um, I think Kane almost saw that as a bit of an insult because if you're going to pay 100 million for Grealish and you're, you know, undervaluing me at 75 million and you're not willing to push the boat out for me, then I feel like Kane almost tried to prove a point in that game saying, that's what I'm worth. You know, I, I was worth the extra 50 million, 60 million. I, I say as a throwaway number, but I mean, being honest with you, I mean, Kane has shown year after year, season after season, his quality. You know, when season when they came in from City, he was, of course, the, um, the won the Playmaker Award for most goals, most assists. And yeah. um, Kane has shown, even to this season, he's got 17 goals in 34 games. I mean, it's not a bad return for what's been his worst season so far in a Spurs shirt. If we've been honest with you, it still accumulates to, what, two goals per game? Or, you know, yeah. a goal every other game. So, on that point, I mean... All Spurs need to do, I know it's easy for me to say, just find that consistency. You know, I think Conte is very easy, I think, to play for because of the nature of that man. You know, he's a winner in himself. You know, wherever he's been, he's won trophies. And I think if you listen to the man, you can learn so much. And from what I understand, you know, from people around the club, they're loving playing for Antonio Conte. I think Conte likes the players. As he said, he said it was one of the best group of players he's worked with. I think what he means by that is I think he likes them as people but yeah. the quality's not quite there. So I think Burnley's going to be a massive test for Tottenham. And I, obviously we recorded last night and last one on Spurs and uh, we sat there and said that um, it would be so Spurs, you know, to have a result like that against City, but they get beaten by Burnley. So I, I'm yeah. really hoping Spurs yeah. prove me wrong and go on a run. But um, watching you guys at the weekend, and I've got, I've got to say, you know, some of the performances in there from the players, I just feel like Burnley, I just started to get going again under Dyche, which is a bit of a worry. <laughs> well, we're saying it's obviously the same about you. We just had this debate on air, didn't, uh, sorry, off air. Like, you've just started gotten going again, having a sensational result against City. We could have done when you getting tanked. Um, yeah. And obviously, you're, you're saying the same about us. But you've touched on the top four battle there. You're currently eighth in the table on 39 points. Above you are Wolves on 40 points, then Arsenal on 42, West Ham on 42, and Manchester United on 46. Do you think you're a little bit too far or do you think you can get it? Because that is seven points. Admittedly, you do have, like you say, three games in hand on Man United. So, yeah. do you think you can get it or do you think this consistency is coming in a little bit too late? Well, I, I think with the, the three games in hand still to play United, uh, you know, I think Spurs yeah. will feel confident United will drop points this season, although they have gone on a fairly decent run under Ragnick. Although when he came in, I think we were all laughing and banding around the fact that he looks like another bit of a clown appointment. But, um, I mean, listen, the guy's showed his quality wherever he's been. I think, you know, he's used to that consultancy role more than being a manager. I think, as we've yeah. seen, I think he's there to lay down a foundation and structure for whoever he chooses. I think it's no doubt United will have a new manager in the summer. But, um, I mean, to answer your question, I think, yes, yeah, Spurs... I think with Conte being there, you've always got a chance. I mean, listen, it's it's not Luno. I think, again, when you look at Conte and, you know, the uh, the gravitas he brings and, you know, the belief he has as a man and, you know, what he feels a squad can achieve. And Spurs, of course, you know, in January, they moved four players out. And what he described in the week, although the uh, the article, obviously the article was mistranslated from Spurs' perspective, was they obviously moved out. The likes of Ndombele, Deli Alli, Brian Hill, Lo Celso. Uh, those players weren't really playing and they brought in two yeah. in. Obviously, Rodrigo Bentoncourt and uh, Dijan Kulisevsky. I think what's key for Conte is whilst he said that Spurs are numerically down by two players, those four players weren't playing and these two players coming in are playing. So on that basis, I think, you know, I think what you're seeing with Spurs is that there is now a real hunger and desire amongst this group of players that everybody's pulling in the right direction. They've got rid of the dissenting voices and you've now got a group that are fully on board, believe in the manager, 
Um, and ultimately, you also have a Conte. All those players are involved, which makes it a lot more easier to transmit a message to the group that, you know, we can do it. Um, I think, admittedly, part of me would be terrified to probably qualify for the Champions League with this squad because I just think there's still so much need for improvement. I still think Spurs nearly the real top quality right back. I think Emerson, Royale and Matt Doherty just haven't done it for me quite yet. I think Spurs, again, still lacking a forward, you know, a, a natural alternative to Harry Kane. I know people say, where do you find them? But listen, I look yeah. at other clubs that seem to have that second striker. Spurs have got to find that 100% in the summer. So um, lots to do. But I think Spurs, they've got a genuine opportunity and it starts with Burnley again. It really needs to go on a run now. Yeah, well, it's one of them, isn't it? You say, like, where where do you get these players? If you were in the Champions League consistently, obviously these players would be, you know, more likely to come to Spurs. Obviously, you've got a yeah. brilliant stadium, a brilliant setup. So it wouldn't be a, a, an unattractive proposition. You just need to be in the top competition. So mm. getting there this season, then, then who knows? But I know we touched on Nuno briefly in the last one, uh, but sort of like, what's did you've seen more of Conte now? Like, what's what's different between Conte and Nuno? Cool. I, I could have probably told you that after 30 seconds he walked in the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think overall, even from the first day, just the patterns of play, the way Spurs were setting up, a bit more expressive. I think we couldn't have got more defensive under Nuno had we all been on the goal line, to be honest with you. It was <laughs> yeah. that defensive. Um, I just think, again, the players seem to have you know an identity. They seem to have a plan of what they're trying to do. I even say that in the games that we lost under Conte, that um, I could never fall in terms of not being able to understand what we were trying to do in the games. I could always see that. Whether I was happy with the tactics is another question, but um, I can't say I was critical of the way in which not being able to see what we were trying to do, the application and effort, that's another question. Um, but yeah, generally, I think overall, um, I, I'm really happy I say, with the appointment. I think the style of play is going to come on, obviously, as, as much as we can do under him with the signings that we've made. But I feel, you know, Conte knows that, it's a massive rebuilding job at Tottenham. And I think we've been yeah. saying the word rebuild. I think I've said it on your show far too many times in the last couple of seasons. Um, but Spurs are still in, the, in that situation. You know, you can't forget this was a club that 36 months ago was in a Champions League final. I know yeah. that is getting longer and longer me saying that now. I'll be, I'll be saying that <laughs> yeah. seven or eight years down the line. But, you know, Spurs were in a Champions League final. And um, unfortunately, they never built on the, on the strength of that. They never really pushed on. And, you know, as much as there's so much criticism about the board, Spurs have had Pochettino, Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte as their managers in the last six years. So yeah. I've got to be honest with you and say to you, if that Spurs can't win anything with those managers, then uh, I think I'm out. So Yeah, if you can't <laughs> win anything with them managers, then you're never going to win anything, to be well, fair. So... Yeah, so I mean, on, on Conte, I mean, listen, we've got a top-class manager, um, but we need to back him. You know, it's all very well having a top-class stadium, top-class training ground, but you need to give the man the tools to do the job. Yeah, fair enough. Don't disagree with that. Um, so let's talk about Burnley then, because of course you've mentioned off air, like asking me if I was surprised where we were and stuff like that, which to me would suggest that maybe you are a little bit surprised about Ooh. where we are. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, um, we're getting into a bit of form now. I don't know how much you saw of the Brentford game at the weekend, the Brentford, sorry, uh, Brighton game at the weekend, but we, you know, we absolutely demolished them 3-0 in their own backyard. And there were, you know, I think what well, a couple of points beneath you at the time. That the yeah. guy that I had on uh, on my pre-game show last week, he was talking about Europa League, Conference League. You know, getting something like that. Then we go there and absolutely dismantle them. My team has only won one sole season. Yeah. So the signs are there that we're potentially starting to pick up because obviously we've got Veghorst coming in now, so we're playing in a different sort of way. But what are yeah. your thoughts on Burnley and where we are on the table? Are, are you surprised by it? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I said to you on the lot on the, our last preview before I keep saying we got snowed off, but um, I think you know, I've always seen Burnley as an established Premier League team. You know, Sean Dyche has got them playing a brand of football that isn't for everybody, but um, Burnley have always been difficult to beat, um, hard to get points from. And to be fair, I think Spurs and Burnley's games have always been fairly close, which is why maybe it clouds my judgment when I see Burnley where they are, thinking whenever we've played them, we've always had a difficult game, but maybe it's a Spurs thing rather than a Burnley thing. Um, yeah, well, a lot of them have been, apart from that. There was one where you battered us... 3-0. Yeah, I can't remember. They, them games, I tend to shut out my head, but obviously the one where Son scored that goal, that one mm. was a battering, if I remember rightly. I, I, I seem to remember years ago, this is years ago, though, Robbie Keane scored four goals. That, I think that was a 5-0. 5-1 yeah, yeah, or 5-0, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I think, again, I, I always look at the games. I mean, I always comp- it's, it's obviously when we're playing away, rather well, I look at Burnley from an away perspective. And Turf more. I mean, we laugh and joke on our show. Whenever we preview Burnley, we always say it's a tough place to go. But it's not the greatest of home records there, if we've been honest with you. So I don't no. know whether it's like, say, Spurs are just finding it difficult there. I also think under Jose, you know, we, we always seem to go to you guys very pragmatic and almost not getting beat first. And we're thinking, this is Burnley. No offence to Burnley. Again, they're a Premier, as I said, they're an established Premier League team. Um, Sean Dyche is a good manager. I think Burnley, have been, and you can tell me because obviously you know more about them, I think they've been really unlucky with maybe some injuries this season. Um, that, that also is key. You know, if you don't have your first 11 fit, that's always a yeah. difficult one. I think, but, I think we're similar to you. We have a decent first 11. But then yeah. as soon as we start getting any injuries, then there is just no depth there whatsoever. But yeah, we've had injuries to corner this season. Um, yeah. Tarky's had COVID and obviously we had quite a few COVID cases with all the games getting called off. So so yeah, we've had we've had some um we've had some, we have had some injuries this season. But just obviously you mentioned then we've had some tough games over the last few years. Obviously, you've already beaten us once this season at the turf, uh, in the in the League Cup. Um yeah. beat us four nil, obviously down at Spurs last season. I completely forgot about that. I got it out of my head. Uh, 1-0 to you boys at the turf last season. Then it was 1-1, then a 5-0. That's the one I'm on about. And then obviously the one where we beat you, 2-1 at the turf. Uh, and then there's a 1-0 to you and a 3-0 to you. So we have had a bit of joy against you at the turf. Four points mm. in the last three, four seasons. You know, fingers crossed we can build on the momentum that we've hopefully started to create against Brighton uh, and get, and get um, you know, I'll take, I'll, to be honest, I'll take a point right now because I think with the win that you got this weekend... Um, I think that'd be a good point. But what sort of game are you expecting then? You mentioned we took, you know, you, you feel like Burnley are tough to beat and you're surprised that we're down there. But when you look at the Premier League table, we still actually are quite tough to beat because Norwich are bottom. They've lost 16 games. Watford have lost 16 games. Newcastle have lost 10. Everton have lost 13. Leeds have lost 11. Brentford, 14. Even Leicester and Villa have lost more than Burnley on 10 and 13 because Burnley have only lost nine games this season. You know, mm. we've gone to the Emirates and got it's a just, point. We've gone to Stamford Bridge and got a point. Yeah, so we yeah. are still difficult to beat. It's the draws that I think, are, pretty, as you probably know, the draws are what's yeah. obviously the, the killer there. Again, I mean, it's weird because I, I still think Burnley, man, I think they'll get out of it because I think Sean, I just think with Sean Dyche there and I just, you know, yeah. Ralph Weggles has come in and I think, again, you can speak to Burnley better than I do. I just think he's, off, he's giving you guys almost a different way of playing, which I think... 100%, that is spot on. Yeah, I think, again, I think that really suits you guys. Uh, I think the problem is with Chris Wood being there, I know, again, um, it, you know, it's one of those where when a club comes in and wants to pay the release clause, your hands are tied, really. You can't do anything about yeah. that. So... I, in a weird, perverse way, I think that could work to the benefit of Burnley. I, I really, really do. I, I mean, listen, Beg Horse is a player that I know Spurs were um, looking at very, very closely when Jose was here. You know, they liked him. They liked the look of him. They liked his stature. Um, I know, to be fair, it's weird. For such a tall guy, 
I know he's not been the greatest in the year, but he seems to. No. He's got he's got good feet, hasn't he? Got good feet for a player. Yeah, honestly, you're spot on. You're spot on with that. We 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 we, we are starting to play in a different way. You'll notice Veghorst. He comes in, but what Chris mm. Wood used to do, we'd get the ball in defence, we'd pump it up to him, but not just aiming for his head. We'd aim for the channel, so then yeah, exactly. would he try to to, yeah, yeah to run? Yeah. Then we'd get a throw in or whatever or something like that. Yeah. But, when Veghorst come in, we were doing that with him and he was like getting frustrated, throwing his arms up in the air. And he remember yeah. saying to some of the lads that to feet, to feet. Mm. And then he played his first game against Watford. He were he were a bit poor, he didn't get into the game. The first half against Man United as well, he didn't get into the game. And they started yeah. playing it to his feet. And you'll see it, it comes it comes deep. He'll come into the midfield, get the ball in his feet, try and bring some of the midfielders overlapping him, like Lennon, for example, obviously you'll know quite well, who's yeah. who's come back into the side and done well. Yeah. That's how we got the first goal at the weekend. Mm. Veghorst came deep, picked the ball up in the middle, passed it to either Roberts or Lennon. I can't remember. Um, I think it was no, it was Lennon. Then Roberts overlapped him into him. Veghorst arriving late, finished. So yeah, he, he's given us a really different way of playing, and he's he's not for, for someone who's six foot six, like you say, he's not very good in the air. So so yeah, he's given us a different way of playing, and I'm I'm interested to see how this is his first real test. I, I, yeah. It's probably been a bit harsh on Man United considering they are fourth, um, but I, I think with a team where you're going to have. A lot of confidence now after that Man City win. So it'd be interesting to see how we get started against your defenders. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, Spurs defensively, we're, not, we're known to giving players gifts. So um, I just worry, you know, Val might be in for a, a couple of goals. I mean, Spurs are always a good team to play whenever you're struggling. Or again, I know every team probably says this whenever you're struggling for a goal or yeah. you're on the debut, you need to score. Spurs are always a great team to face. So <laughs> um, terrified now I've said that. Yeah, well, fingers crossed he can, you know, because he scored at the weekend at his first goal and it looked like it meant a lot to him. He was nearly bowling yeah. when he was celebrating running away. But um, let's get into some predictions then because I'm aware that obviously you need to get off. So what are yeah. your predictions for this game on Wednesday? It is Wednesday at 7.30. Yeah, so that I say, as much as I'm, again, I'll say it again, I, I'd like to say Burnley stay up. You know, they're an established Premier League team. Big fan of Sean Dyche. I think the fans are decent down there. Always a good crowd. Uh, but I am going to go for a Spurs 2-1 win. Or a one nil. I think it'd be a goal in it. I wouldn't be surprised if I said two one or a one nil. I'll go with two one. I'll go with two one Spurs. I think I think it's be so tired. I just whenever like I said Spurs have gone to turf more in the recent years, and they've always had games that are just almost a goal in it. So yeah. Yeah. nothing would surprise me. I think it's always a tough place to go. I, think I said that when I was previewing uh, the Cowboy Cup clash as well, as well as the as well as the Snowdon fixture. So <laughs> yeah. I expect the same again. A tough game with a goal in it. No, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's going to be a tough game. I'm going for a draw. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, th- I'm. If you'd have got beat by City at the weekend, I'd be a lot more confident. I just think mm. you're going to be a little bit more confident now than what you were. Kane, especially. Kane loves scoring against Burnley. You know, he scored yeah. at the turf pretty much every yeah. season. Yeah. Um, so I think he's he's going to come with confidence and I think he'll cause our defence problems. We've still got a decent defensive record as well, by the way. We've only conceded, you know, well, I've not got it on the screen, but a lot less than all the other teams down there yeah, uh, yeah. this season. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed we can continue that. Um, but you also mentioned, I know I've, I'll quickly let you go in a second, but you also mentioned you think that we will stay up. Is that something that you're going to stand by now? Who, who do you think is going to go down then if you can think if you think Burnley going to stop up? Do you know what? That's a really good question. Um, at the moment, I would say I think Norwich are going to go. Part of me, there's Leeds at the moment. I know they obviously, Leeds fans love Bielsa, but I just yeah. Leeds at the moment, they're, they're def- I mean, defensively, Leeds are so erratic. I mean, the thing is they concede two and they go and score two and they yeah, end up losing the game four two. Mental. I just have a feeling with Leeds, I'm not sure if they're going to have enough. Um, I mean, Everton are outside that. Everton are they look like they're going to be dragged into this potentially. I don't know. There's a few points their, between them. Their run of fixtures now is, mm, is pretty bad. A, yeah, 
Yeah, they've got they've got a, you know a, a, a difficult run of fixtures to come. And Lampard, to be fair to him, you know, he's taken on a big challenge there. I just think whenever you go into a job, you're not too sure what you've got until you start working with them. I think Everton are going to be really reliant on Goodison Park being um, their fortress yeah, to stay up. So um, if you're going to really push me, potentially, I'd say maybe Leeds. And I think Brentford, Brentford, although I say Brentford, their form, you know, look at their form guide the last six or seven weeks, not yeah. great at all. I know they've got Ericsson coming in. The horrendous. Door. Yeah, mm. I'm worried that, I am worried that might give them a lift. I'm worried with Leeds that the players coming back will give them a lift. They've still got Bamford mm. and Phillips to come back. Everton, yeah. again, I think their home form will keep them up. I don't mm. know. like Because obviously it's been Norwich, Burnley, Watford and Newcastle all season. Everyone's like, yeah, it's, yeah, one, I, it's one, I, of the, it's three of them I, four. But yeah, now, I, I honestly think now, I mean, Newcastle, to be fair to Newcastle, I'd be... I just think the Eddie Eddie Howe's gone in there and bought players that again Chris yeah. Wood, whatever you think of Chris Wood, I think he was bought for a purpose. And Newcastle, I think, have done really well in the market. Kieran Trippier, although he's been injured, another good signing. Knows the Premier League. Um, they've had a couple of obviously attractive signings as well in terms of what comes for next season. But I'm back in Newcastle to stay up. I think again, I want to see Newcastle stay up. They're a big established Premier League team. Likewise, like Burnley, um, established Premier League team. So um, yeah, I think if Burnley can take it to the final weeks of the season, they've got every chance. Yeah, I agree. Fingers crossed we can. The signs are there. The signs haven't been there, but the signs against Brighton were yeah. there. Just before we go then, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and your podcasts and your social media channels just so people can check you out? Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, so um, you can check us out um, at Last Word on Spurs. Um, like I say, we uh, record normally with immediate reaction straight after the game. So for better or for worse, if you want to yeah. come and see uh, normally a therapy session from Last Word on Spurs, that's <laughs> what they've been these days under uh, under these different managers. But um, always fun. Come and check us out at Last Word on Spurs and all the socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. No, yeah, thank you for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Always good to talk to you. And fingers you crossed, I'll see you next season. Fingers crossed, my friend. Thank you so much for the time. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.